Hey, this is Paul Gilmartin from the Mental Illness Happy Hour, and you are listening to The Soul of Life. And if you happen to turn it off, your life will cease to work. So uh, pay attention. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Today on The Soul of Life, I speak to singer and songwriter David Wilcox. What if my body knows something my mind doesn't? How is that possible? And what would change? I mean, talking to your body is like trying to talk to your dog. It doesn't actually speak, but you can tell what it's feeling. (laughs) You sang several live songs for me as we discussed his phenomenal ability to touch emotional chords and speak to the hearts of thousands of his listeners over the years. You left the front door open, no key for a souvenir. Where to go when all we know is home will not be here. David sang a song with special meaning for anyone who's experienced the silent suffering of depression. A cloud of darkness out of clear blue sky. That's why he says, this is a cloud, at least you can talk about it. Because when he tries to talk about depression, you know, people say, oh, your life is so good, cheer up and sang one of my all-time favorites of his and one that anyone in a committed relationship needs to hear. Secret of a happy marriage Maybe you should write this down Wanna keep on love together The best way is to end it now Cause when you both know it's over Suddenly the truth comes out I needed to have this sense of wonder And so I thought, well, it's either wonder, which is maybe an illusion, or death. (laughs) Sound like Eddie Izzard, you know, cake or death. Um, cake, please. Oh, all right, cake. (laughs) Now there's no defending, no one has to win. Start with the ending, it's the best way to begin. Welcome to episode seven of The Soul of Life. I'm Keith Miller, and this is David Wilcox. Start with the Because after you've both decided you were missing something. I'm Keith Miller, and my podcast, The Soul of Life, is here to help you remember who you really are. I'll bring together people who have gotten off their treadmills. I'll have conversations with athletes, musicians, doctors, scientists, healers, and entrepreneurs to discuss the fascinating edges of our knowledge in neurobiology, psychology, and physics. This is the soul of life. Have you ever been in a position where you know that you or your family member really needs emotional support or marriage enrichment, but you find out how expensive it is to get access to high-quality, out-of-network professionals? Well, I've created the Soul of Life community just for this. At community.souloflifeshow.com, you can join for free and be part of a network of caring and supportive people having conversations that can bring healing to your soul. It's there that you'll find access to psychoeducational courses to deal with stress, anxiety, and relationship conflict. For example, right now I'm offering a seven-week immersive course for couples called Mindful Marriage that walks people through a mindfulness-based stress reduction curriculum I designed that really gives couples in conflict a map towards stability, trust, and deeper intimacy. 
Just go to community.souloflifeshow.com. Check out the courses and join for free to be part of the Soul of Life community of learners and soul seekers. More than three decades into his career, singer-songwriter David Wilcox is a quintessential folk singer, telling stories full of heart, humor, and hope, substance, searching, and style. His innate sense of adventure and authenticity is why critics and colleagues alike have always praised not just his artistry, but his humanity as well. In 1987, Wilcox had released his first independent album, The Night Shift Watchman. A year later, he won the prestigious Kerryville Folk Festival New Folk Award, and in 89, he signed with A&M Records selling more than 100,000 copies of his debut in the 30 years and more than 20 records since, whether with a major label, an indie company, or his own imprint. Wilcox has continued to hone his craft, pairing thoughtful insights with his warm baritone, open tunings, and deaf technique. It's a real privilege to speak with you today, David. How are you? I'm good. It's always horrible hearing my bio, but (laughs) I'll survive. I mean, I don't know how to introduce someone like you. You, you, I could have read like many segments of your bio. That was just like the most condensed. I had to like just say a couple things for people who may not know you. But my goodness, you've had a long and wonderful career. I've known your music. A friend of mine introduced me to Live Songs and Stories, your 2002 album. And it was probably 20 years. No, I could. Yeah, it was 20 years ago, man. Yeah. He's like, you got to hear this. I loved it. And, uh, so you've been in my kind of, you know, repertoire playlist for a long time. And, and so many other people are, you know, share that, have kind of shared their lives with you or, you know, grown into their lives with you as you've grown in your music. Uh, what's this, what's this year been like for you? You, you often have a, t- a really heavy touring schedule, sometimes 80 or a hundred shows a year. And what happened for you during COVID? How's it, how's it been lately? Um, it's been an interesting year. I, I was, at first taking it as a writing retreat and I was working really hard. And then I realized I was kind of missing an opportunity to, uh, to sort of go on an ego fast and, uh, (laughs) and not be the person I thought I was and, uh, sort of see what was left. And so that was uh, a wonderful exercise, wonderful in that sort of, you know, harrowing sense <laughs> of the word. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, my soul was thriving and my ego was, hey, help me, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. So, you know. It's all right. How about you? Did you have a lovely pandemic? Oh man, I was I was in a crowded room the other day. I don't even know where I was. It could have been at our at our at our neighborhood pool. Like it's crowded, and there were tears in my eyes for no reason. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh. Oh, I can't believe. Okay, and I'm probably getting like a cold virus. This cold is going around now. That's a beautiful way to say it. Yes, just being in a gathering of people, we realize there's this whole aspect of of our emotional sustenance that has not been there. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'll go downtown and just like watch people. (laughs) Oh, look at them. Oh, they're all so cute. (laughs) I I still can't, I still can't believe this is happening. You know, I, I'm pinching myself and and hoping and praying that, that we don't have to lock down again, but it's, yeah, it's such a relief. So when did you decide you were going to be brave and 
talk to people soulfully and, <laughs> and hold yourself accountable with video. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. But how did it start? Well, so yeah, thank you for asking. I, I, maybe like you just described on this sort of voyage away from the ego. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I was, you know, we're both, we're all performers. I, I think we all have to perform something in life, right? So my performance parts as a healer and therapist and a business person and all of those hats you wear to make, keep the lights on and do, do stuff for other people. They were just getting really dim. Yeah. And my, you know, it, it was like, you know, I can tolerate, you know, I guess if I feel, don't feel really on, I can handle that. I have ways to deal with that. But it's like when my body can't like, you know, I'm at Subway ordering a sandwich and I like, I lose the word for green peppers <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 40, I'm turning 44. I'm not like, and so I went to all these doctors like and said, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, it's gotta be, you gotta find this virus or something. And, and that was right like around the pandemic is, is funny when this, you know, pandemic hit and everybody's really super health and germ conscious. And I was just like on this tear with doctors going through one doctor after another, like, you've got to find this problem. It's not, it can't be me. <laughs> Please just find it. And it, as it settled, the diagnostic crosshairs, David, sort of settled for me on a form of depression. And, uh, you know, that's just not something, something I work with every day in my, because yeah. that's what I do with people is help treat depression among other things, trauma and all sorts of mental health and health things. And, but putting those crosshairs on me, I just realized how difficult it is to use one word to describe a panoply of, of a life's experience that is showing up in your body at a mm. given moment when you can't say the word green peppers. How do you call that depression? That doesn't make any sense. So I said, I've got to talk to other people and, and lean into this and just get um, more open and tell, ask people to come in and talk about their own experience with breaking down and losing it. And I think that's human. Nice. So for you, it was noticeable in terms of like not having the word that you needed at the moment you needed it. Yeah. And what other ways was it showing up? What other things were different? Yeah, you know, mostly it was the the mental clarity piece of it, which I'm usually pretty good at holding a lot of like work, you know, working memory pieces. And uh and it just wasn't there. So it didn't present itself to me like a lot of people think of depression as you can't get out of bed, you don't you just don't want to exist. And I had to actually do some work to get to that layer. It's funny because um that that exists that that's real for me i have those parts of me but i don't have access to them directly so my body just says okay well screw you <laughs> you've got to pay attention to this thing you're not paying attention to it i'm going to make you pay attention to it yeah so, sometimes i think that uh what people call depression is sort of like a strike at a factory let's say that the the people working the assembly line you know the, the sort of subtle ecosystem of our emotional state is really unhappy. And they're trying to send messages to management and management is not listening. <laughs> and eventually they say, okay, we're shutting down. Yep. And then management is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. Oh, you're listening now? Yeah. Tell you what, stay in bed for about a month and then we'll talk. <laughs> that's right. That's right. A total walkout. That's what happened. Some people get migraines. I mean, I know this somatic connection to the mind is real. And, I was just talking about this yesterday with somebody uh, in a, at a conference. Um, 
you know, in the, it was still in the eighties, there were medical journals were publishing stuff that said like, there's no connection between mind and body. Mm, like that yeah. was as recent as the eighties. And so now yeah. we, we certainly, the literature has expanded. Now we know that there's the, the mind is the body. So yeah, can't separate those two things, but yeah, you're absolutely right. So I didn't have migraines. I didn't have back pain. I didn't have our, you know, sort of flare ups of, wow. but it was this, you know, real, real manifestation as if somebody had just like, as if I had not eaten in like seven days. That's how it feel after, yeah. after a meal. <laughs> wow. Let me play you a, a song about that. Cause yeah. you know, the best song is the, the right song at the right time for the right person. That's great. So, uh, uh, this is a song that I wrote for a friend of mine who suffers from depression and, uh, I, he lives in California so whenever California is on fire, I call him up and I say, how close is it? And sometimes he says, oh, the wind's going the other way. I think we'll be fine. And sometimes he says, it's right over the ridge and you can't see across the street. The smoke is so thick. And I say, oh, God, that must be terrible. And he says, well, at least it's a cloud you can talk about. There's a forest fire many miles away So the wind is burning, the sky is gray Now the air is thick with the acrid haze So we hide inside and the kids don't play Every breath I breathe I can feel the tear When my throat gets raw from the caustic air Though the sky is clear, there's a weight I bear From the hopelessness hanging everywhere I can't explain my sorrow, so you ask me Why I made a cloud of darkness out of clear blue sky But there's this burn on the wind it circles round and seeps right in It's the poison pain in the tales I tell The mistakes I made that I hate like hell The forgotten shame with the rotten smell That'll ruin the rain and spoil the well there's nowhere in my mind to find a place to hide I try to close the windows but it seeps inside There's this burn on the wind It circles round and seeps right in The depression hits when my mind is caught so my heart gets racked with the pain I fought It'll burn that black into all my thoughts Putting all I lack into all I've got I can't explain my sorrow when you ask me Why I made a cloud of darkness out of clear blue sky there's this burn on the wind It circles round and seeps right in 
That thing about made a cloud of darkness out of clear blue sky. That's why he says, this is a cloud, at least you can talk about it. Because when he tries to talk about depression, you know, people say, oh, your life is so good, cheer up. And for him, it's just something he is breathing in with every breath and trying not to, you know, let his eyes tear up. When they say you made a cloud of darkness out of clear blue sky, makes him feel like he's doing it, like he's guilty. So this song was just trying to have compassion, comparing it to something that everyone can see and no one would deny, like a real life-threatening thing. And if the wind is coming towards you. It will take your whole life. So, it's an interesting song to sing because it's about something that's a forest fire that's real, and it's a weird kind of forest fire that no one else can see. So, how's that land on you? Wow. I mean, you hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head. Uh, I was walking with a friend who, you know, I called, you know, at, at one point because, you know, you need to call somebody. Yeah. You yeah. just need to call somebody or you need someone to be able to speak like that. Like you're able to speak and just touch your heart with something. And, you know, this friend and, and, and me hadn't been in touch for a long time because we're busy. He's a lawyer and I'm busy with a lot of things. and. We're just walking and he, and he asked, you know, he said, have you ever thought about ending it all? Yeah. Because that's what a good friend will ask you. Yeah. When you're just trying to cheer up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, funny you ask. And, but not, not the way you might think, but the way you describe the forest fire in that song, David, that's the way I could describe what I think for me was this suicidal kind of blaze. Like I, I yeah. actually have come to believe that we all, you know, it's just in our atmosphere. Yeah. And it just comes across. Some, sometimes we get into spots where that's all we're seeing. Yeah. And, and we get into some place on the planet where that's just what we're in. And for yeah. me, it was like, I could see this coming and it's like, oh yeah, I see that. It's like on, it's like on the ridge. Well, there's this whole other aspect that fascinates me, which is in the same way that in the 70s, people thought the mind was the mind and the body's just the vehicle. Yeah. And then suddenly they realized, oh, physiology affects emotion? Really? Who knew? I really think that there's a whole other remove. There's a whole other level of that, which is that our emotional state is picking up the ambient emotion of the people around us. Yeah, yeah. And I notice it most in situations where, like, for example, it used to be I would show up at the airport and go through the little, you know, the screenings, the security. And I had just been having a lovely day driving to the airport, listening to great music. I have plenty of time till my flight. Suddenly there's this physiological, like, scared, nervous, weird, threatened, kind of all kinds of stuff going on. And I'm thinking, why am I feeling this? 
And then I look around and the single mom behind me has got like one kid in her arms and she's trying to hang on to her toddler and put the stuff on the belt. And the businessman behind her is angry at her. And I realize I'm not feeling my own emotions. I'm sensing the state of the herd. Yeah. And I, as soon as that thought crosses my mind, my physiology changes Mm -hmm. and I realize I'm relaxed. I'm happy. And maybe I can be of some help, you know, yes. and, uh, yeah. that switch is so fast. As soon as I entertain the thought that what I'm feeling is not just my view of the world, but it's other people's emotional state that I'm sensing. And when that happens at a big level, like a global pandemic, oh my God. Yeah. We are picking up a carrier wave yeah. uh, of a, a subtle sort of fear and, and, and desperation and confusion and all that stuff. And uh, I think that once we start to recognize that all of us leave a wake, an emotional wake, right. and you know, like if you're <clears throat> in a quiet harbor, the signs will say five miles an hour, no wake, right. because they realize that, you know, there are people like working on their boats, sleeping in their boats. Mm -hmm. If you go rocking all the boats in the harbor, it affects everyone. And this is what I'm starting to feel like is a a really interesting way to think about my, my purpose, my dignity in life is to realize that, uh, even if I'm not talking to someone on the rental car shuttle bus or whatever, I'm affecting their emotional state. Yeah, right. And um that can be one that can be uh enlightening but also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that, that could be to, a way out of uh, a really tough place or it could be really a way into like oh my gosh, this responsibility. That's <laughs> I don't know if a responsibility. Yes. Yeah, yes. you know like the weight of responsibility. Yeah. We I didn't grow up and I, you didn't grow up with this fear. I mean, we grew up with fear that we were going to die from a nuclear attack, but from Russia or some other country, but um, we didn't grow up with the fear that we were going to kill ourselves with the planet. And yeah. And the, the wild part is, you know, my son's generation, he's 27. uh, He's kind of taking on this assumption that for him, he's like seeing the, the end of civilization. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be this grand on. vision of what we're creating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be like picking the scraps off the bones as the flies <laughs> come, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's the, the, the whole global ecological crisis and all the economic stuff and all the injustice. Yeah. And so that there's this ambient feeling of basically we're not building a grand vision anymore. We're just like, yeah. you know, survive. And, yeah. And well, what yeah. a difference. What yeah. a fantastic, uh, just huge base level change in the human psyche. Um, to go from feeling like there's this sort of beautiful evolution of, uh, the flowering of civilization. Uh, down to like, nah, we missed that. <laughs> we, we missed that. <laughs> Let's talk about aliens and UFOs. Let's right. just like maybe put somebody on Mars, maybe to get out of here. Uh, 
<laughs> and oh, you, you, you've got a, a great song about that. I was really touched to hear your song about, um, I'm going to blow it, but you can, you can tell me about it, but it's, you know, like we can, we can put a man in outer space, but can oh, we, yeah, can we yeah. put a man on earth? Will we ever land a man on Earth? What an interesting song! Yeah, <laughs> it's a great. One. Uh, that's it's a it's a fascinating. Um, so, in the midst of all this, I try to communicate to my son my justification for wanting to be a positive presence, and uh, I I start to say that um, it's true that if we immerse ourselves in all the real issues and the real crises, uh, then we would think we'd be perfectly justified in just being scared and depressed and terrified. But uh, if I have this notion like I have an emotional wake, um, then the question is, learn about the issues, learn to be effective, an agent of change, and then comes the responsibility to not sort of be immobilized by the terror. Yeah. And so uh, I have, can I play another yeah. song for you? Do you want to share that one with us? Uh, this is, uh, this is, this is a song about uh, sustaining that um, sense of wonder and possibility. I am looking at the paintings in this great museum The news of one more shooting made me long to cry I'd love to work for justice and for peace and freedom But right now I need a refuge that is quiet and dry So I come to see the beauty when the world is tragic An umbrella stops the rain but it won't dry the sky and this play of light and shadow is transcendent magic and it changes the whole universe at least inside in the ocean deep when these waves are steep every In between those canvases, its cold white wall These painters found a crucible for their catharsis But they knew that no rendition could contain it all I'm fearful of the riptide in the sea of sorrow And I don't have any faith to make these waters part if I venture out there, I would drown a martyr And it feels so overwhelming, I can barely start 
She smiles and looks me in the eye I take her simple kindness Like we're in the same boat And we all need some protection From the storm outside We are underneath the cloud Of all this dark emotion But I'll make it through the storm Because I've warmed my heart A wooden hull can rest above a deep, dark ocean And a window into beauty is a place to start In the ocean deep When these waves are Thank you so much. That's a, that's a gift. You have a real gift for following the pain or going towards the suffering yeah. or the discomfort and then seeing, uh, beauty or finding something you didn't expect to see. It's how did you get that ability, David, in your songwriting? What, what do you think prepared you for this, for this role? I think that, um, <laughs> I think that it was, uh, survival. I think that, um, my family of origin, uh, they're just, they're really smart and they're really, uh, sort of cynical. And, uh, and, um, I kind of knew that I had to do something different. I knew that in order for life to be at all worth staying here, um, I really needed to, um, kind of open to a, a sense of accountability, guidance, some mystical sense of, uh, adventure, playfulness, uh, with, uh, synchronicity and what I call the choreography of coincidence. <laughs> and, uh, I, I just needed to do that. I wasn't saying it was true. I was just saying that if I'm going to stay alive, I have to sort of make this my operating system. I have to imagine this. And so that was a very pragmatic sense of, um, you know, this, if it's a delusion, it's a very pragmatic delusion. 
And I, I was just deciding that I needed, uh, to have this sense of wonder. And so I thought, well, it's either wonder, which is maybe an illusion or death. <laughs> Sound like Eddie Izzard, you know, cake or death. Um, cake, please. Oh, all right. Cake. <laughs> Well, I, I love the way you speak about that. It could be perceived as a delusion because someone on the outside of, of watching uh, or hearing some of your songs or just hearing somebody in a state of, I, I don't know, state, a state of transcendence, let's just say, to use that word. Yeah. They can say like, you know, that's just not true. <laughs> My friend Mark used to say, Jesus Christ, Dave, you're so goddamn dumb, you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> And you know that makes total it. sense from his point of view, right. and uh, I I can see how he was like my dad, like my brother, just deciding like, no, we're going to stick to what can be empirically known. We're not going to kid ourselves with any false sense of hope or anything. And I think, yeah, well, uh, if I could have stayed alive like that, I I might have valued truth over life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, Can you know, I we play have the, you another song? Yeah. This, we, is, this is a song about surviving my childhood. <laughs> oh, great. All right, let's do it. Let's go there. <laughs> this is a ridiculous song, but it's uh, when my when my lovely wife first came home and, and met my family, I got a lot of partner points because she was aware that... Um, you know, she was aware that I was a relatively evolved human, but she didn't realize how far back I had started. <laughs> so we started talking about like, wait a minute, you said you had a happy childhood. And I said, well, I did. I had a bicycle. <laughs> I, I wasn't home a lot. Um, so uh, um, this is... Uh, <laughs> This is a brand new song and I'm trying to find the melody in my head. Please take the time now to subscribe to The Soul of Life wherever you're listening. Give it a thumbs up or write a positive review. I like this song. I woke up knowing things had changed. I dreamed a dream that seemed so strange That twisted knot would not come free Those business shoes were killing me That morning as I laced them tight My soul knew something was not right A ship in harbor always moored I was chairman of the very board I was the lost man Lost man Grab the dice, you only get one toss, man Learning not to gamble when you can't afford the cost, man The day I quit was all a blur I came home to explain to her She agreed it seemed so clear We 
should not waste another year. Someone's bound to fill that role, live on loans and sell their soul. But we gave up the pain and strife for a smaller house and a bigger life. No more lost man, boss man. Grab the dice, you only get one toss, man. Learning not to gamble when you can't afford the cost, man. They say the clothes will make the man do the things he cannot stand. I walked around in my own hell, a life that did not fit me well. I'll give these brogues another shine and place them on their window shrine. I'll never throw these shoes away. If not for them, I might have stayed. Being the lost man, lost man, grab the dice, you only get one toss, man. Learning not to gamble when you can't afford the cost, man. So, let alone the twist in your gut, this is a song about the embodied wisdom. When you don't know what's wrong with your life, and all you get is signals from your body because your mind is so confused, set in your presuppositions about like, well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm climbing the ladder of success. And uh, all you get from your body is, this hurts. Wait a minute, what hurts? Well, start with your feet. Your feet hurt. Well, they're perfectly good shoes. They're very expensive. They're very comfortable shoes. What, what could be wrong? Nothing could be wrong. Let's just put them on. Until that moment when you say, what if my body knows something my mind doesn't? How is that possible? And what would change? I mean, talking to your body is like trying to talk to your dog. It doesn't actually speak, but you can tell what it's feeling. <laughs> and so you say, well, what if I just listened? What if I said, okay, uh, you seem not to want to put these shoes on. What would change if you didn't? Well, you'd have to live someplace warm. <laughs> you'd have to start your own business, work out of your house. What if you decided to listen to the subtle signals of your body? So this song is just about that sense of like, I don't know, but I know this is wrong. So if I don't know what's right, maybe I can just start with, just know what's wrong. Just tell me what's wrong, even if it's just a simple, stupid thing. And this song is about a guy who just decided, I'm just going to change this one thing. And everything changed. Love it. Love it. Wow. That's great. Have you released that song? Uh, no, that's really new. That's just uh, wow. Thank maybe you. three weeks old. That is, that's privileged to hear that. Um, there's this saying that I, you know, I've been a marriage counselor for 20 years. It was one of the things I got into 
this may be sound like a paradox, but like, you know, in the healing profession, there, there are ladders yeah. <laughs> to climb. There are things we want to do. We want to be good at doing just like everything. And yeah. so even in my profession, I was a social worker. I am a social worker, became a social worker because I, well, it was, it was a, to me, it was a promotion from being a priest. Yeah. So um, I want to be out there and not have a lot of baggage. I don't want to carry a lot of dogma and want to be able to go everywhere. And so I did that in the city, um, working in mental health and saw everything, all the sickness and the, you know, tragedy that unfolds, you know, and, and eventually I graduated, I suppose you could say to working in a nice kind of clean office. I didn't have to go into somebody's house and dress them, um, as they're hungover or something like that. So, you know, I'm moving up the ladder and then I'm doing, I want to do more. I want to really go where, where do people really need help? Where do, where do therapists get stuck? Where do the, the pros really struggle? Well, that's marriage counseling. Yeah. So, you know, opened up that ocean of knowledge and swam in that, learned a lot for 20 years. One of the sayings we have is you can be right or you can be in a relationship. <laughs> and I have a feeling you would agree with that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I love that expression. I, I'd love I'd love if you could introduce people to, I mean, I, I want to ask you to sing Start With The Ending because sure. that song has just been rolling around <clears throat> in my head for Man, probably ever since I first heard it and ever since you wrote it, but um I do like this song. of a happy marriage Maybe you should write this down Wanna keep on love together The best way is to end it now Cause when you both know it's over Suddenly the truth comes out You can talk about your secret passion You can talk about your restless doubt When there's no pretending Truth is safe to say Start with the ending Get it out of the way Now there's no defending No one has to win Start with the ending It's the best way to begin To begin To begin Start with the end After you've both decided You were missing something that you need The ways you were too short-sighted Get easier for you to see And after all the expectations Shatter on the kitchen floor You just see another human suffering And you wonder what the war was for When there's no pretending Truth is safe to say Start with the ending Get it out of the way Now there's no defending No one has to win 
best way to begin. Happy anniversary, darling. We go back a long, long time. I think about our lives together. I'm so grateful you are here in mine. I know you'll keep on changing. You're moving in this dance with me. I love the way we embrace the future and keep the past a memory. So there's no defending that the old ways should remain. We start with the ending. Things will never be the same. Now there's no pretending. No one has to win. Start with the ending is the best way to begin. To begin. Wow! Thank you. Uh, that I was just taken away by that. I'm blown away by that. Thank, thank you. This Thanks. Is, yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Good singing for you. I really appreciate you, David. Is there anything else you want to share with me? I mean, we we could. Well, I I I do want to say thank you for doing what you're doing because it does feel like um the same kind of thing that I'm doing. Um, it feels like. Um, there's a lot of noise in the ambient sort of, uh, you know, conversation. And, uh, for me, music is an excuse to sort of be really honest and really vulnerable and talk about what matters and deepen a friendship and, uh, sort of fling my soul out there, uh, and, uh, not try to worry about, um, you know, showing my best side or whatever. And that's kind of what that start with the ending song is. It's sort of like, well, this is me. <laughs> Imagine doing that on a first date. And, uh, um, so, um, the, the conversations that you chose to have when you were feeling like you needed community, you needed, you know, like friends and, uh, conversations and a, a way to, um, stay connected. Um, that has been the main focus of sort of all the songs that I've written. And, uh, it's, it's, um, really fun to join your way of doing it. And, uh, so. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're my pleasure. It's, it's, uh, it's really a dream to talk to you and, and, and to get to hear you actually in your studio and performing. Um, I want to give a shout out to, you know, you're doing, you're touring again. You're, you're actually getting, you know, in some venues, which is fantastic. You're going to be in my neck of the woods for lo- my local listeners at One World Coffee House in Columbia, Maryland on October 8th and also at Jam and Java in Vienna, Virginia on October 10th. So people want to get in tune with you. They can find you on your website. You want to shout out to that website that you have and tell people where they can find you. It's just davidwilcox.com. Everything's there. Any other songs you want to share to take us out? Any anything <clears throat> fun or? Why uh, certainly. Uh, <clears throat> this is a song about getting to the place that feels like home. Nice. And uh, it's uh, the the title of the song is "We Make the Way by Walking," and it's of course that phrase is taken from the pilgrimage, the Santiago 
pilgrimage, but uh, but I'm kind of applying it to uh, about how uh, you know there isn't sort of a road to follow to become you because no one's ever had to become you before. <laughs> so uh, you're setting out on this wilderness. We make the way by walking. We make the way by walking. We came away with nothing. We ran from the home we'd known. Down the stairs, running scared to face the great unknown. We left the front door open. No key for a souvenir Where to go when all we know is Home will not be here The past remains unclear We make the way by walking We make the way by walking We left the well-worn circle We left the city lights Came up here where the air is clear and the stars are bright at night. Maybe there's a distant valley, maybe it's a ways away. We're all here on the new frontier because we knew we could not stay. We knew we could not stay. Sing. We make the way by walking. We make the way by walking. Climbed a little bit higher Some things you cannot unsee I walked a little bit further And the walking set me free By then you were walking with me And you asked if I knew the way I made you laugh when I said our path Might be a road someday Might be a road someday by walking We make the way By walking We make the way by walking Our steps are the votes we cast The crazy few that have seen this view May not be the last The way that a pilgrim travels Is to set off for parts unknown History is kind, we're the ones who may find the way we all come home. We make the way by walking, we make the way by walking, we make the way by walking, we make the way by Thank you. David Wilcox, you can find him at davidwilcox.com. Such a privilege to speak with you today. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you.
Hey, I've started a community for Soul of Life fans interested in talking about episodes or getting more information about some of my teaching on IFS, mindfulness, and relationship growth. Head on over to community.souloflifeshow to get access to this group of really cool people just like you who care about the show and want to talk about episodes or, or hear more, get access to courses, and, and support each other through life. That's what this is all about. Please leave an iTunes rating for the show and subscribe now wherever you listen to get more soul in your life. I like it and it's not harsh to my eardrum. All right, I will go.